Are you looking for a memorable getaway for your family that's packed with adventure? Look no further than Lake Erie. Powderhook, in partnership with the Great Lakes Fishery Commission, has all the resources you need to plan your adventure to the walleye capital of the world. The best part is, you don't have to be an experienced angler or own a boat to have a fantastic time on the water. While walleye are the main attraction, Lake Erie also offers excellent fishing for yellow perch, trout, steelhead, salmon, and bass. The options are endless, and there's so much to explore on Lake Erie. Knowledgeable and friendly fishing guides are eager to serve you. Whether you want to hire a charter, secure a seat on a headboat, fish from the shore, ice fish, or do a DIY trip on your own boat. All these options are at your disposal with a bit of planning and preparation. Find everything you need at powderhook.com. That's powderhook.com. We know what's biting and can help you enjoy a wonderful fishing experience on Lake Erie. Hey, it's Captain Justin Leet with Chasing the Sun TV. Join me and Meredith for the best fish in action along the coast of Panama City Beach. Tune in to new episodes every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. River Rats, you are listening to the River Certified Podcast with Spencer Bauer and Ryan Tassler and an array of guests where we cover the fun, interesting, and sometimes rugged parts of spending life on or near the water. I want to have the facial hair of that, like, like the guy in Dodgeball. Oh, Ben Stiller? Yeah. Yeah, the handlebar mustache? Yeah. Yeah, that was sweet. That's, that's right where I want to be. So you and should fa- do it. In fact, approaching a, a shark fishing trip, what I'll frequently do is let's put on the Borat mankini. Well, is no, that I call the mankini. Yes, okay. I, and I, I do that on the shark fishing trip. If I booked a shark trip with you, would you be? What should I expect to see you in a mankini? Hell yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so anyway, the mustache thing. So what what I'll frequently do is I'll grow out my facial hair and then I groom it just so, like yeah, like, like right there, right there, to, yeah, like Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> and um, but it's tricky because so you're practically Johnny Depp and Hugh Jackman. I but the trick is that I do not want to be celibate for the two or three days. Yeah, uh, approaching. Being gone for 10 days. You're like Johnny Depp, Hugh Jackman, mixed with Wee Man from Jackass. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Pretty much. I've t- no, that's a combo. I've, d- I've done some like of all it. that shit. <laughs> I'm just reference- referencing the fact you're like five foot five. I am. And yes. you really did look like an Oompa Loompa in the dry suit. I acknowledge that. I know, I'm, And I appreciate that. Yeah. I appreciate oh, I mean, I... Did the oompa, oompa, oompa Paul, that's what you missed out. <laughs> he, we put Chris in an extra large dry suit when he was kayaking baits out, and obviously the legs looked kind of funny. That thing was comfortable as hell. I it, don't care. It is. Like, I mean, I, I fully expected you to say you're going to buy one after you tried it on. I'd wear it if it was twice that size. Well, yeah, because you stay dry. Yeah. No, I was perfectly comfortable kayaking baits out. Like I think I yacked nine baits yesterday. Yeah, and um, I was fine. Like perfectly. Fine. I only yacked three point two. 
the point too is because we lost the bait part way out on the first go round. I'm just glad you heard me. I am too, because I because you could you could have easily went another hundred yards. Yep. I will. I were when I'm yakking a bait out. I routinely look back every so often, but I would have definitely went another hundred yards. Yeah, I did a good. <laughs> and, and it worked. Got your attention. Yeah, felt like a major jackass. It fell out of the boat. The first first shark bait I kayaked in ten years got ripped out of the kayak. Yep. Paul, what's your uh, land based shark fishing experience? How's it compared to like? Would you say you're more avid offshore angler or more avid land based shark fisherman? Hands down, offshore. Yeah. I'm more way way more offshore than land. Which one would you rather do? Offshore. Yeah. You I've, just catch so much more different stuff. I've never, I've been offshore that one time we were talking about, but that's literally been it. Yeah. So offshore is just totally different and it's, you never know what you're going to get into. And there's so, there's so many different types of fishing. So you can be like bottom fishing, be trolling. Bottom fishing, trolling, top. Like top water stuff. Yeah. Yeah. There's just so much different stuff. And that's why I like offshore. But you've let me open your eyes and draw you into the hell that is land based shark fishing. Well, land based shark fishing is fun. Don't get me wrong. It is a blast. But you just offshore, it's just a whole other experience. You just get to see so much different stuff. Mm hmm. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be a know. different type of life. Like, even when I was just kayaking those baits out and saw those birds working like another mile offshore, I, I mean, maybe less, but my. Only thought was, man, I wish I had a fishing pole so I could paddle out to him. Right. Throw something. Yep. Yep. Yeah. But being offshore, like, you know, when you're like 50 miles offshore, and especially if you're going to do like an overnight thing, it's an awesome trip. Yeah. You know, that's just because you, you know, you fish at night and... To me, you know, it'd be it's, like it's a whole other experience. It's you, just amazing. You, you get the right group of guys going, and it's just like a constant party, and you're just surrounded by fishing and water and party. And it's an absolute, sh- yeah, <clears throat> it's an absolute show, to say the least. Having good company and uh, hanging out offshore is just—it's freaking awesome. What's the most ridiculous thing you've seen offshore? Like, if if, if you had to say this is the craziest thing I've seen. The craziest thing I've seen offshore, um, like fishing-wise, or anything. Whatever. Well, I don't know, man. It gets kind of wild off there, because I'll be honest with you, when the uh, when the sun goes down is when the liquor bottle comes out. That's been known to happen. And for some reason, Sailor Jerry is one of the uh, picks of prey I didn't know what there. Sailor Jerry was until you introduced me to it. Sailor Jerry. Well, I'm proud to hear that. Yeah. yeah. I still think it's freaking gross. <laughs> Sailor Jerry has been ruining friendship since 1886, I believe. That's been a minute. That's <laughs> older. That's when it was came, came about or something like that. But it's, uh, yeah, so it usually turns into an absolute freaking shit show. Yeah. You know, so you never know what's going to go on out there. I mean, the all night fishing's fun for people that want to, you know, half the crew out there. Wants to stay out there and fish all night. The other crew, you know, stays like towards the cabin. You know, just parties it up. Parties it up. Yeah, and it just turns into an absolute show. But it's a blast. I love it. You it's ever fun. seen any like I don't know like mako shark swimming right next to the boat? Yeah, or so anything like that. We do like when we're trolling a lot. Like uh, you'll see 
for some reason, I don't know why it is, Chris might know more than this, but you'll see hammerheads a lot. And yep. they're always on the top of the water. Mm-hmm. So you'll see them out there. You'll be 50, 60, 70 miles offshore, and you'll see these things finning. Yep. You know, it's kind no, of really neat. follow the water, a boat. The water will be as calm as it can be out there. It'll be like glass. Mm-hmm. And you'll look offshore, and you'll you'll see like you know you can see them from hundred yards away. You'll see something moving, uh-huh. and you work your boat over there, and you know it could be a hammerhead or something. Now, do you find yourself tempted like like drop a tidbit in front of them? We have just to see. Yeah, we have, and we have. I, I we haven't ever had any luck doing that that style with it. Like uh-huh. not even getting them to eat. Or yeah, you, or they eat and you just get wrecked. Or we just kind of go around and we'll start dicking with them a little bit, and it, nothing ever happens. But uh, you catch enough of them off there anyways where it's more of a nuisance. I've only ever seen one hammerhead in my whole life. And oh, that was yeah. with me you, with me and you and Tommy. Caught no kidding. That. Yeah, that's the only hammer I've ever seen. Okay, okay. And that wasn't even a big dog. He was like eight-something. Gosh, I see not. I mean, living. Well, wasn't one of the first sharks you ever caught a hammer? Um, it, was, it was one of the first big sharks that I caught. Yeah. Um, was it a scalp or smooth? It was a smooth. Yeah, I've I've never caught like a monster. A smooth hammer just sounds like it should be a song. Yup. Yeah. Yep. Smooth hammer. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're oh, yeah. they're they're <laughs> fighters. They're fast. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't know how fast those ones are, but I know the graders can swim like thirty miles an hour. And they don't and they don't give up. Yeah, but to imagine line flying off a reel at thirty freaking miles an yeah. hour. Well, you cut Wahoo. Yeah. I mean the out, those things are zinging. Yeah, they can swim fifty. Yeah, it's one of the fastest fish in the sea. And yeah, I don't know what tackle you're catching them on. Like if you hook a hook one on an eighty wide, you're not gonna get the same fight as like in Abbott, so the Wahoo SX or whatever the Wahoo have a, like a sprint towards so they, the bait. So they'll take that sprint, they'll hit that bait, and then they go the other way. Right, going so that, fifty miles an hour. Yeah, and when you're trolling at seventeen knots, when you're a high speed troll, you know it does. It zings that line, but it takes a little bit out of that. You fish. ever had one backlash a reel? No, I haven't. Hmm. You, just a fish like that. It's something that you could imagine happening, like a fish hitting a bait going fifty miles an hour. Like, right? Could backlash a reel. Yeah, but if you think about like how big that lure is and how much weight you're dragging, yeah, it's gonna slow it down. And at seventeen, well, like I said, we do it like seventeen knots, and your drag is really hard already. Right. You know, so it'd be really hard for it to backspool. Sure. You know, because it's. I mean, it's just tagged out already. Right, right. Yeah, good uh, stuff. So fun, I'm I'm sitting fish. here with uh, Paul and Chris. You guys want to introduce yourselves? Talk about your fishing background, or just whatever. Yeah, my name is Paul. I uh, live here in Florida. Moved down here in 1999 from Ohio. Would never go back. Love it it's down warmer here. Warmer down here. Well, it, well, not today. It's not. <laughs> no, it really isn't. That's the weird part. I brought the cold weather down with me. But it's a, it's a beautiful state to live in. I love it. Are there more bears down here than Ohio? Man, places littered aren't, full of bears. Aren't there a pile of bears in like West Virginia? Ooh. So do you get them like you were you were in Southeast Ohio? Almost West Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, um, you're practically West Virginia. We had very few black bears, though. Really? Yeah. I mean, here and there you'd sight them, but it wasn't like a... I mean... You didn't have them walking around in the backyard all the time? No. I mean, here they're like like akin to... Uh, to like you literally raccoons you would go out and clean up dog shit in the backyard and you'd probably clean up more bear shit in the backyard there's definitely 37 piles of bear shit in the backyard right now that, that blows my <laughs> mind like as i got into town the first night i was here i've never seen a bear in my life i get into town i'm in town and a freaking black bear cuts right in front of me yep. first one i've ever seen in my life in florida like I've oh. been to Canada two t- or three times. I've been to Canada three times, never seen a bear. Yeah. And then down in Florida, freaking 10 and minutes. And specifically in the Panhandle, they are <clears throat> everywhere. They really are. And the foxes. Like, like when I went to your place the other tons. day, I saw five. Yep. I've never seen five they're foxes. Beautiful. In, well, yeah, yeah they're, they're pretty critters. But the fact to see five, I've never seen five in a day. Yep. I've seen two in a day. Yep. Yeah, I saw five run across the. I have trail cams set up on uh, on my construction site, and have you had any bears out there? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, uh, one uh, fairly big one, like almost Paul, almost as big as that one that you got the picture of, like probably a solid, like you know, three to four hundred pounder. Oh, yeah, that was in the backyard. Yep. Very so, Chris, let's introduce yourself. I'm Chris, and I'm from Ohio, and I'm not going back either. Yeah. <laughs> I've been living down here about a little over a year now, uh, but I feel like I've spent half of the last 10 years driving back and forth to Florida. Pretty much, yeah, in North Carolina. Yep. I'm I'm obsessed with land-based shark fishing, and uh, and that's... that's do, you, do you think you're obsessed... Day. If you can go weeks without doing it, do you feel like that qualifies as, as obsessed? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm 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 a single focus right now in terms of uh, like getting this house that I'm building done. How 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 often do you think you're going to be shark fishing once your house is done? A lot, a lot. <laughs> I'm Spencer. I'm from Iowa, and I have to go back in a few weeks. <laughs> Boo. Uh, I mean, there's there's upsides and downsides to it. I've I mean, I kind of have a wife back there. Who, I was going to say, you will see your wife again. Though. Yeah, I'll see her in a, less than a week now. She's going to be down here in six days. It's exciting. Yeah, I'm kind of excited about it. So let's get down to the important topics. Ooh. Are you ready for this? Have the ongoing segment of shit floating down river. You guys aren't on rivers very much, but you're on the ocean. And that opens up a whole mm-hmm. new avenue of stuff you could see floating around. Yet, you ever see anything crazy? Or just something that sticks out. Well, I have uh, offshore, probably ninety miles offshore, on a three like I think it was a three day trip. Just to see anything floating around ninety miles offshore is kind of crazy. Yeah, and so we were out just in the middle of the Gulf of Mexico, and we see something floating. You know, a good little clip off. We were on the tuna tower up top. So we cruise on over to it, and it was a playground set. Shut <laughs> up. No, no shit. like a plastic playground set. <laughs> they float. <laughs> yeah, they float. And where <laughs> did this thing come from? Who knows? Who knows? I mean... Was there mahi on it? Cuba? Yeah, there were fish all around it. That's why we went to it. So if you see anything out there, <laughs> right. you know, you know, if it, grass lines or anything, 
you go out to it. You caught fish off of a no freaking sh- playground set. It's no <laughs> shit. Oh, like I'm telling you, it was like 90 miles offshore in the middle of the Gulf of Mexico. Oh, a tractor tire <laughs> floating down the river, and uh, I thought that was like the coolest thing. But I, to see a a whole like a playground price or yeah, whatever, uh, this exactly what you would think. And I was like, well, where did this thing come from? Was this from like, you know, this thing could have came from. I'm, I'm sure somebody either shoved it in the ocean or. A like storm was, washed it away. Yeah, yeah. Is what yeah, I'm guessing. Yeah, that's probably is, is what a storm accurate. probably washed it out. But this thing could have come from who knows? You know, South America. It could have. Yeah, I guess. More than likely, it probably did. Yeah. You know, being out being out there, but it was kind of weird. Crazy. Out in the middle of nowhere, you're just like, oh, there's a. What'd you catch off of it? Fisher Price, uh, dolphin. Yeah. Mahi mahi. Yeah. That's isn't what that like? It. Isn't that like the thing? Like you find something floating around, you're gonna find mahi. Around. Mahi, yeah. So you, you, if you go out there and you see like out in the middle of nowhere, and uh, you spot grass beds or something, you start trolling around it or fishing around it, and that's what you're gonna catch are the mahi, chick right. dolphins and uh, big dolphins. I remember the first time I ever had mahi, and I felt like I don't know. It was like a mouth orgasm. Fish tacos made with mahi. Oh my god! Incredible. Yeah, yeah. like it's just it's the perfect fish. Some to of make the tacos. best. Yes, some of the best Even, stuff I've ever eaten. So is. here's a I little agree. more serious thing. From a conservation standpoint, they're like the perfect fish to butcher because they only live like five, like five, six, seven, eight years, something like that. I don't even think they live that long. You're right. It's like one of the. It's it's like a kind of like a tuna. It's a really fast eating. Fast-growing fish. Do tuna grow fast, too? Yeah. Okay, I yeah, didn't know it, that. Yeah, I knew mahi did. but Yeah, so like yellowfin and stuff. They, they So if I butcher a 100-pound yellowfin, I shouldn't give a shit? <laughs> I mean, they eat really good. <laughs> I, I will not buy fish from the grocery store, but I'll buy tuna. You know. I mean, tuna steaks. A, oh, tuna yo, steaks are Tuna steaks, delicious. red snapper. Yeah, you won't. You if you ever see me buying walleye or catfish from the grocery store, you can. I give anybody permission to come up and punch me square in the nose. I see. I buy. I buy those pouches of seasoned tuna, and uh, and keep them at the construction site, which we call down and, here in Florida trash. Yeah, yeah. I well, I gotta eat, and then I mean, it's, well, that's so. That's the other thing with like food. It's. It's all nutrition and nourishment, and then the the quality of the taste is just. I don't. Yeah. I, I personally don't trust any fish that doesn't have to be refrigerated. That's a good point. That's a really good yeah. point. Where it comes in a foil package, and says has a little picture of a and allegedly cartoon. Allegedly, it's fish. Yeah. I'll, I'll eat three spoonfuls of peanut butter right out of the jar just to keep going. Yeah. So like. That's kind of my mode. My problem with the peanut butter, because I was doing that shit for a while, I would go overboard, and I started getting fat. Like, really? Oh, yeah. What's some oily stuff? Oh, yeah. And it's good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Fill up on peanut butter. Yep. Oh, it sounds so good. It'll put it on you. <laughs> but <laughs> I've, I got a stuff floating in the water story. Though. All right. Get, let's hear I it. I want to hear it. Yeah. Oh, you, you were there, Paul. Oh, goodness. Okay, I got, a, I got a good idea about what this might You're be. Driving down ninety eight. Oh yeah. Uh, the coastal highway to. Uh, I bet you see all kinds of fun stuff wash we, up there. Oh, 
It's we have fun. seen some crazy, crazy shit. <laughs> but the one day we see just a uh, like a completely swamped, like I mean, probably like two inches above the water kayak. Okay. And oh, is this the alleged trash kayak? Trash yak. Trash yak. Trash yak. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. It's actually really nice. I've only heard this story in passing. It's a pretty nice, pretty, turned out to be a pretty nice kayak. And it had two anchors and several life jackets and some other assorted gear with it. How big that. was this kayak? Um, I think. What kind was it? Do you was know? Was that sucker like a 12-footer? I'd say 12 Twelve so footer. What set kind of, up as a uh, fishing kayak. It's got like some rod holders and stuff. Yeah, it was nice. It was real nice. It had a dead body in it. Seriously? No, uh, we we <laughs> actually. That's I, I honestly think that's half the reason why why we stopped. <laughs> but uh, real, I'll tell you a dead body story here shortly. But, but we oh, stopped no. and scoped it out, and uh, it was clearly a drift. <laughs> yeah, and um, they, it was in anchor. it was in the bay. And uh, I, I, I guess probably a storm probably took it or something. Sure. We had a storm. Or but somebody any, died. Anyways. Um, it's like the boat off Jaws. There was a hole in the bottom right. with a great white <laughs> tooth <laughs> in it. <laughs> somebody <laughs> definitely <laughs> died. Yeah. Not with three bells. But no. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're looking at it and like, well, how can we get the kayak? And I was like, yeah. I'll get the kayak. Yeah, it was about 100, 100 yards offshore. Oh, you swam out to it? Floating around yeah. in the yeah. Okay. Yeah, just middle I of the Gulf. Took most of my clothes off. Um, Paul got to see the sweet bamboo fiber underpants that I wear. It was oh. one of the most horrific sights I've ever seen in my entire goddamn life. They're pretty minimalist. For being a guy who goes offshore... It was that's hard. It's pretty impressive to say that's one of the, the most... I have a picture in my head I just can't get rid of. I tried well, to Was it, it the yellow ones? I Chris think would have it ones. no other way. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was definitely not something a man a man should wear. No, I'm... That's to say the least. So you, you got to the kayak. I swam out there. Yeah. I boarded the kayak, checked the hatches for, uh, you know, dead bodies and such. Okay. And then I just paddled it... Uh, Back to the rocks. Did it have a paddle, or did you hand paddle? I hand paddled. Okay. It. Took a minute. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> and then we drained it out, and I uh, loaded it on the car and took it back to the house. Where's this kayak? Where's Trash Yak at it's, it's in the shed right out there right now. No shit? Yeah. All right, I'm going to have to check it out later. Oh, paddle it nice. tomorrow if you want. I might. <laughs> it's Trash Yak. Just to say I paddled Trash Yak. Yep. God damn right. It's nice. So, Chris, you do land-based shark fishing charters. And just to, for the history, I didn't know Paul before this trip, um, but I've known Chris for, like, what, a dozen years? I believe that's about right. Yeah. And yep. we uh, we met online, as so many relationships begin nowadays. Yep. That's how it starts. And we planned a trip to <laughs> Florida to go shark fishing. And... Uh, and it's just been been great ever since. Oh, it truly blossomed. So you let me stay in your half-finished house, and Paul's been nice enough to let me stay in his parents' sweet beach house. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Yeah, that's an ongoing. One day it'll be mine. Yeah, that's an ongoing joke. Uh, <laughs> but now you do shark fishing charters off the beach. That's right. 
<clears throat> yep. So, so do you love it or do you hate it? I love it. Okay. I love it. I I remember when I first started doing it. Kind You're of a, really not paid to fish. You're just paid to kayak, really. Well, there's a lot more that that I end up doing that that the people that I'm fishing with can't do. Like what? Uh, like landing and dehooking sharks. So what else is there other than yak and baits out? Well, I mean, the fo- you know, folks from Minnesota or Nebraska or whatever. Or um, Iowa. Or Iowa. I heard people from Iowa know how to catch sharks. Oh. Everybody that I know from Iowa that shark fishes, which is just me, knows how to catch sharks. Well, I met a bunch of people from Iowa when I went to your wedding. And one thing they do have going for them is that, like, just by the bell curve or whatever, they are some ginormous folks. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of... Uh, Which would make them well-suited for grabbing a shark by the tail and pulling... I'll tell you what, the first shark I ever caught, my brother landed for me, and he's a great big bastard. He grabbed it by the tail, and it was a six-and-a-half-foot sandbar, and he flipped it on the beach like it was a freaking sack of potato chips. <laughs> I can picture Zach doing that. Yeah. I can see it. Quoting Jaws lines the whole time. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> It'd be weird any other way. But anyway, so you do what? Well, I, I provide the bait and the gear. That's true. The bait is the big thing. Because you can buy the gear. You can Well, you can buy bait down here, but if you want the primo shit, right. you got to go catch it. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of a big deal. And then I, I yak the baits, and uh, and I land the fish yeah, and take pictures. And then I safely, like, de-hook and, re- and release the fish. Right. Which, you know, is something that someone who's uninitiated would have a hard time doing. Well, even if you are initiated, I mean, there's a lot of people who shark fish all the time and who dumb shit when it comes to de-hooking fish. That is correct. Yeah. <laughs> How but, expensive is a pair of freaking channel locks? You got to have channel locks. In my opinion, you got to have bolt cutters. No, you, you legally have to have bolt cutters down yeah. here. And even if it wasn't a legal thing, you should have bolt cutters. You should. For cutting hooks. You should. Because you should have a tail rope as well. Well, you should. Yeah. I go back and forth on that one. I, I mean, for a big tiger, I think it's 100% essential. You got to have it. Yeah, I, I guess you get into a big fish at all. It's like the, the amount of force that they f- kick with their tail is I mean, freaking for, insane. For 10 to 13 foot fish, there's no other way. I feel like you, yeah, you have really to no, have that. You're right. You're right. I mean, we've landed fish that required four people just to pull on the tail rope and get the fish into shallow water. Yeah, you caught. Are you talking about that freak of a tiger? Well, I've caught uh, we've caught a couple that size. Oh, you have? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, there was another one like that. I hooked and uh, and I handed off the rod to a buddy who had accompanied me on that trip. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've I mean I've I've seen multiple tigers between twelve and a half and thirteen feet. Gosh, that's freak of a fish. Freaking monster. That's that. What is that? Twelve hundred pounds of, of fish? At least a thousand pounds. Yeah, half a ton. Yeah, you've caught fish half a ton. Yeah, I mean the. I want to catch a catfish that big. <laughs> they get that. Big. I want you to. <laughs> I want to see the. I picks. just. I just want a hundred pound catfish. I don't care what kind of catfish it is. If it's a, if it's a blue cat, a flathead, or if it's a, a freaking paraiba or a Wells catfish, I don't care. I just want a hundred pound catfish. 
I want to see that happen. Yeah. Well, I'm working on it. I'd like to be there when it happens. Well, I'm going to be up on the river this week, and you guys are invited. You just have to let me know what day. I think we're going to do that. I hope you do. I'd be a little bummed out if you don't. But anyway, big sharks. Oh, and as far as the hook thing goes, now that I'm thinking of it, uh, you need bolt cutters because getting a hook into a shark is tough because literally their skin's leather. Like, it's, it's leather with sandpaper glued on the outside. That is the best way I could describe shark skin that's a perfect way yeah so to punch a hook through it is one thing to get a hook out of it is a total nother and sometimes it doesn't want to come out and you got to take the bolt cutters and cut the hook i remember yesterday you thought i was gonna have to cut that one hook and and you got it out but i wouldn't I mean, you could have cut it. it oh, I won't hesitate. Yeah, to to cut one like if it means if, if you would have yanked one more like you yanked and it came out. If you had yanked and it didn't come, well, you left to go get the bolt cutters, and I noticed the hook was barely in. Yep, and that was yep. the, the only reason why. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll cut a hook. And I, you know, they cost two bucks. Whatever. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, but uh, and, and I mean, for me, like like getting that fish back quick and safe is super important well especially with like a protected species like a sandbar right i was kind of questionable like i'm debating back and forth like whether i want to post that video or not because we had those sandbars slightly out of the water meh i wouldn't worry about it i wouldn't worry about that i mean you released them right we released them but you're supposed to keep them in the water with gills with, with water splashing over their gills no, I mean, it was a steep sh- break. That was the problem. If it yeah. would have been a shallow break, like if we would have been in the park where the, the break is shallow, like the shoreline is flatter, it wouldn't have been an issue. Well, it's, it's, it's one of those, and I mean, I think we frequently encounter this, it's one of those deals where, like, like reality, um, like, bumps its nose into the rules well i think there's some level of angler safety that has to be applied there's that i uh, agree and and the other aspect is honestly if with with a break like we had Mm -hmm. like with that drop the the fish would have been at greater risk too because you could you could not have done like a quick and efficient job of dehooking and releasing those fish because it's splashing around and thrashing around in the water more so correct and, and and you and you can't you can't control it or immobilize it in in water that's that drops off that quick yeah because it went which, from six inches to a foot and a half uh, more than a foot and a half well it probably felt that way because you're like five foot tall yeah i mean it was yeah <laughs> Five two. Five two. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it, it really that's one of those like ethical deals where I, I, I mean like I said, <clears throat> like like reality bumps into the rules and and the fact of the matter is you can do a better and safer job like for the fish and for you uh, of making that release happen. Just by getting a little bit out of the the deeper part yeah 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 just, uh, th- th- those fish were better off yeah i agree i, I agree i just think of the regulations that. and or yeah. they're not even regulations they're like suggestions at that point in time yeah yeah it's not yeah. a ticketable offense but it's something that you know you want to be cognizant of and yeah. try to try to do your best to follow through on 
you got to do? I'm, uh, we did the right thing. <laughs> I think so. so. I think so. So you know, as far as guide trips go, Paul, you ever done any guiding? No. Uh-uh. No, just sure tournament stuff. He's done guiding with me. <laughs> I've done guiding with Chris, but I've never done guiding for, like, financial. So, like, all of your offshore stuff, it's either, like, hang out with the dudes or go fish tournaments or... 100% hanging out with the guys, doing oh. tournaments, and 100% just fun. Yeah. No no guides or uh, no customers, nothing like that. Gotcha. Never. Uh-uh. The only time we ever <clears throat> would be close to having a customer would be... Like if I showed up? Well, yeah. Something like that. Or when... Uh, Somebody you don't know and is like, I'm going to pay for gas. Or when we... Yeah, for like the tournament. You know, if somebody sponsors the tournament and you got to take him and their kid. Yeah. You ever have any like bad experiences with some asshole who shows up? No, we never have. It's always been great. I'll be honest with you. I've never had a bad experience one time. That's good, man. Yeah, it's always a blast because you, know, you never know what's going to happen when you get offshore and... Because you're stuck. You don't... Yeah. Because that's the thing. You're not coming back. Like on the beach, you can walk away. On my boat, like if I have somebody out on a guide trip, we can go back to the boat ramp and it's not a big deal. When you're 90 miles offshore, you're there. You're in it to win it. And if somebody's kid gets seasick, well, tough shit. Yeah. You're well, didn't you have muscle that, it down? You said that one guy you dropped him off at some tower or well, something? Yeah, I had that happen one time where we're out in the middle of the Gulf and he got seasick and we dropped him off at one of the Air Force towers. That's freaking hilarious. And came back. I can't believe how stupid this son of a bitch was that he would trust me to come back and find him on this tower out in the middle of nowhere. Dude, I've been seasick before. But he was that sick where he didn't give a shit. And he was like, I am put me on this tower. I just want to get off the boat. If I felt the way that I felt for... Because I got seasick the one time I went offshore. And it was like two hours feeling that way. And if if you extended that time frame another hour or two, I could totally see myself like... Oh, we could drop you off at the Air Force Tower. Please do it right now. Yeah, but you got to figure that Air Force Tower is a pin in the middle of nowhere. Somebody built it. Somebody will be back. Somebody will be back. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, but it, I would never trust somebody to come back to pick me up, you know, seven hours later. Chris, when you're out there, do you have uh, ever have much problems with people not respecting the gear yes oh what people don't respect your 800 dollars reels that you have oh the gear yeah i i have learned to be so expensive super 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 specific um i mean not not luckily the shark gear is just heavy and it's kind of like like stationary yeah but I've more. I, I remember I, I fished with one crew. There was this uh, extremely intoxicated law enforcement officer who. If uh, I was a cop, I would be drunk all the time. Like that's a job. <laughs> no shit. That's a job where you couldn't pay me enough to do it with the scrutiny that cops are under. No. Nope. Right oh hell nope. no, dude. Anybody Absolutely who's a cop, not. like you, are the most badass individuals I on this freaking I can't imagine planet. to put up like, with everything. And oh god, the public. And that's and, and I like in my prior 
employment, I worked real, real closely with law enforcement yeah. a, a lot. Yeah, you would have. Um, those guys were my boys. Like, sure. So I, I sort of got it. But, but, but I looked out at about 10 p.m. and saw this dude, like, like up to his waist in the surf, uh, trying to do me a favor by... Uh, by rinsing my uh, surf gear off <laughs> in the in the surf in the uh, yeah in the salt water the nice sandy washing <laughs> yep. everything in salt and sand is good for reels it's good and for he, was, yeah. he was he was yeah. he was this guy was at that point in the evening was super lubricated um, and and just really like in his cups so I, I I felt like I should be sensitive about how I approached it too. That's like very considerate of you. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, he's also a lot bigger than me. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I would have been pissed. I would not have been very pleased. No, I was a little I pissed. Been pissed and <laughs> been like, what? Kind what of told him what time of day? It what is. gear was he washing off? That makes a difference. You know, if it's a eighty dollar reel or an eight hundred dollar reel. No, no, it was it was a hundred and twenty dollar reel. It was a uh, tsunami five thousand. Okay, so uh, I'd be I would be annoyed. Yeah, substantially. That, and that's, that's where I was. I was just like, yeah, yeah that's, not, that's not good for it. Don't do that anymore. Yeah. And uh, he was, oh, sorry, man. I was trying to rinse the sand off of it. I was like, yeah, just just don't do that anymore. <laughs> Is that the worst? Um, No. <laughs> no. Okay. No, I mean, I had, I had the guy who had a shark, like, yoke my, uh, like, $800 Allotechnos out of his hand. and uh, Oh, yeah. I forgot about that one. Pointed out to me the uh, drag marks where it had gotten dragged through the sand on its way into the drink. But, I mean, luckily the guy was uh, was agile enough to, uh, to at least he caught up with it and grabbed it and kept it from going in the drink. He ended up uh, catching an eight-and-a-half-foot lemon shark on the Allotechnos. Which was sweet. That's sweet. <laughs> but the other, the other weird thing that happened was, uh, you know, since I arrived from yakking a bait to this chaos, um, I just like stuck the other rod in the rod holder as quickly as I could and didn't do anything else to it. Yeah. There was a strong uh, current to the side, and uh, and by the time Florida strong. Yeah, Florida strong. Yeah. Panhandle strunk. Yeah, but uh, but by the time we had, you know, landed, dehooked, photographed, and released the eight and a half foot lemon shark, um, <clears throat> several hundred yards of line had run off of that reel mm-hmm. because I I didn't even mess with the drag when right. I stuck it in the rod holder. So I was like, oh. So was the current not a fish, or was it both? It turned out it was both. Okay. <laughs> And and we proceeded after I, I walked all the way down the beach to collect my line because it was like laying on the beach and bring it back and put it and then uh, reel it back on the reel. Then I'm like, oh, here you go, folks. We got another fish. And uh, that ended up being, I, I want to say, like a seven-foot bull shark. Sweet. Nice. A twofer for them, which which is a solid trip. And you almost lost a reel, but instead you got two fish, so yep. it was a win. Yeah, they tipped well. <laughs> well, that's good of them. Which is always a good day. Yeah. All right. Yeah, right. Switch gears, just because I'm curious. 
I hate tournaments. You like them, Paul. Love tournaments. What do you love about tournaments? The challenge, the competition. I'll be honest with you, and I'm I'm normally not that type of person that that gets into like, you know, I want to get it. Yeah. Damn it, boy! When we get into a tournaments, I want to get it. So is it, it is it more I about the money, it. or is it more challenge. about the it's the, the saying I conquered, I came, I conquered. It's the, I'm number one. It has nothing to do with the money. It comes back to, I got it. I went out there. Yep. I got this son of a bitch. You know, mm. and it's just that, that's my part of it. So you the, know, I, I love it. I, I it's just a challenge in the yes. the competition. Yes. The competition, like the beating your well, you probably know dudes in the other boats too. You so. do. So you just want to be the best. Like the one that sticks out in my mind, I fished a kayak tournament and it was the it was a dinky tournament. It was like eight eight dudes, eight kayaks. That was all that was in the tournament. And all I gave a shit about, really gave a shit about, was beating my buddy. And yeah. and I'm beating my butt. Well, I was down there for like five days pre-fishing, and then I filled. Now I'm just making excuses. So, Are you fishing uh, for brim? Yeah, brim. brim. You didn't win it, did you? I got second. He got first. <laughs> oh, you got second. That's great. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Except he freaking beat me. You ain't first. You're last, Bobby. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. But the difference between of pay, like it, the entry fee was like twenty five bucks or fifty bucks. And Hell, then, I was high when I said that, Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> first place won like three hundred bucks. Second place was like two twenty five or something like that. Yeah, well, you know, like, or maybe it, it might even have been less, but he got the trophy and I didn't. Yeah, and that's what really chapped my ass. Well, so you know, like with these, like a lot of the tournaments that we have out here, it's uh, you know, it's it'll be a two day tournament. You know, so you go offshore, yeah. then you got to come back and check in by like five or six o'clock, whatever the check in time is. You yep. got to come back in. And then the next morning you got to go back out, so it is a little bit of a challenge, you know, because you can't stay out there. Yeah, you know, you only have so much range. Exactly. Yeah. And but you know all these guys, or you recognize them all. Right. You know, and I'll be damned if I want to come back in and not have a freaking fish. Right. That places. Yeah. You know. Because, you know, it's kind of like, you know, all, all these guys, we, we all know each other, or, or at least recognize each other, and damn it, you want to get the nice, the nice Yeah, bitch. you want to be the guy rolling up with this big dog whatever. Yeah. And, the and you guy don't want to have your tail between your legs as you're walking down the dock. Exactly. And you got the guy that has the $200,000 boat, and you got the guy that has the million dollar boat. Yep. You know, and, well... We're on the two hundred thousand dollar boat deal. Yeah, and so that makes it even wanna, better if you catch the bigger fish because you'd be like, "Oh, we don't have the best of the best of the best," so and we're sweet. out here kicking your ass. Yes, yeah. we got a beautiful boat. You have a really really nice boat. Right. You know, a freaking thirty six foot Viking or something or something crazy, and uh, and it's really nice to come back and beat those assholes. Yeah, you know. And saying, hey, you know, we have kind of like the poor man's boat. Right. It's a two hundred thousand dollar boat. Right. So suck it, Jim. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, suck it. <laughs> yeah. 
and come back in and like, yeah, well, we are our fish way bigger than yours, so hey. See, I think it's that fun. I think it's that's fun. very fun. Like it is that fun. concept is fun. What I don't like about tournaments is how they tend to bring out the worst in people. Well, I think it does bring out the worst in people. It brings out like the grind and but you know, the, but then you have people who are just like in in essence making shit up or making accusations that aren't even realistic because they lost. Yeah. Well, and they don't like it. That's what I don't like. You either you if you win it's because you cheated and if you lose it's cuz you suck. Right. That's yep. a lot of the tournament at like mentality I see. Yeah, I don't really see like it like that. I mean, it's more like everybody goes out. Like I said, you got like everybody comes goes out at the same time. You know. Yeah, everybody morning, goes out and everybody, everybody comes in at the same time. Everybody comes in at the same time. Everybody goes back out the next day at the same time. Everybody yep. comes back in to weigh in. If you're not in it, weigh in. You're out. Right. And, uh, and, and all it is is just, you know, I mean, there's nothing to it. You just weigh the fish. Yeah, you it sounds so fish. simple. It is simple. Yeah, except people it make it way into a way bigger deal than it should be. Yeah, yeah. That's I, that's my problem with it. It's in uh, anytime you bring in competition or money. And we were talking about this earlier. It's ne- it's not about the fish. It's about the competition or money. And there is friendly competition. And when you have small money tournaments, it's not a big deal. But as soon as you get into that a little bit bigger money, well, even some of the smaller money ones, like people get super competitive and jealous and all that other shit. And I get competitive. I don't get jealous. I mean, if we well, come if in- everybody f- was like that. Tournaments would be really fun. Yeah, I mean, if I but when back, people get petty, it's when people get freaking petty. I agree. Like, I agree. like picking apart the success. Oh, those assholes! Of, yeah, of somebody else. And I, I mean, I can, I can really relate to to part of what Paul was saying earlier about like you know the two hundred thousand dollar boat versus the million dollar boat because I remember like I I used to. Uh, I used to trap shoot competitively sometimes. Okay. And it was during a period of my life where I, I was shooting a lot. Right. Like, really a lot. And then you have guns. Instead of boats, it's who has and the nicest gun. So, who has the nicest over and, un, over and under. Right. So, you know, right. I was shooting so much at that time that I would show up with, with my, like, synthetic stocked Remington 870. Oh, you were really sticking out. And I would win. <laughs> yeah. Like, I beat the guys with the Parazis and the Satoris right. and all that. And, uh, and A, it would piss them off, and B, it would make me super proud of myself. <laughs> sure. Because I went and did that with just, like, utility, just regular gear. Yeah. Something you'd buy at freaking Walmart. Because <laughs> I shot good. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, boy, it would piss them off, which made it more fun. But uh, but now the other but uh, I I found myself I I don't like fishing tournaments I've done it several times and uh, and the reason I don't like it is it really doesn't have anything to do with the like other folks or money or any of that it's just for me I found that when I was fishing tournaments it it just detracted from my experience. 
like it, like uh, your enjoyment yeah of the experience yeah it just but you're so in all fairness like the tournaments you're fishing you're not fishing like a day or two day tournaments you're fishing like month long tournament shark fishing tournaments correct correct and I feel like that's totally different than oh it is it it is than just but, going out for a and, day and that's that's the only tournament fishing that that I have any experience with is yeah. like land based shark fishing tournaments but but the difference like so when you have a day tournament so I'm thinking catfishing or offshore like you have a blast off I'm assuming yep yep so yep. you leave the dock at a certain time you got to be back at the dock at that time when blast offs everybody full throttle oh it's 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 ass. spectacle it's a, it's a blast yeah yeah who's got and that's the, that's another thing faster boat who's got the biggest dick yeah Who's got the fastest boat yep. to get uh-huh. out there? You got the guys who have the Hatterses, who are kind of chuggers. Yeah. Uh-huh. You got the buddy, like I got, who's got the twin Yanmars, which has got a 1,000 horsepower. That's crazy. And the boat, you know, you got a 36-foot boat in the f- busting. Yep. Yeah. Who wins that one on the way out? Well, you already won that part of the tournament. <laughs> You know, you got the one. Right. You know, but everybody hammers down right when you get out of the goddamn mouth. Yeah. Right when the no-wake zone hits. Yep, yep. You're like, oh. and uh, and I think that's a blast, too. Oh, it's uh-huh. it, even if you're not on the boat, it's fun to watch. Yeah, because even, like, I'm on the boat, and I might be up on the tuna tower. Yeah. You know? And you're and looking around and seeing guys, everything. And I'm like, well, there's there's not going to be a whole lot of guys that can pass us. Right. You know, because we're pushing the goddamn 1,000 horsepower right. boots. You know, so, I mean, uh, that's... 1,000 horsepower on a boat is, like, kind of mind-numbing because, yeah. like, I come from a kayaking background, and then you also... And then small John boats. Yeah. So you see a John boat with, like, 50 horsepower mo- outboard on the back, you're like... That thing, I bet that thing flies. Right, yeah. right. Oh, that thing's got a scoot. Right, but it's 50 horsepower, not a 1,000. Yeah, so you got a 1,000. You got twin Yanmars pushing this boat. You know, it's a 22,000-pound boat, and you got, it's like it's 960 horsepower is what's pushing it. But call it a 1,000. I'll call it a 1,000. At that point. And when you kick it on, I'm telling you. Yeah, I'm The rooster it. tails kick up. Yeah. That son of a bitch is gone. Right. And I'll be honest with you, it's really nice to pass those million dollar boats. Yeah. <laughs> I bet it you is. You know, when you're just like, I'm out. So, you know, and it's fun as shit. So, the thing that I was bringing up um, is like when you leave and come back at the same time is one thing. But when you talk about a month, it, a lot of it boils down to just how many hours you're going to spend out over That's that, it. that course of that month. Yeah, soak time. Yeah, and uh, so if your soak time is not the same, like if one person can be out X amount of hours and another person can only be out less amount of hours, it's going to impact your results. Yeah, but sure. I, I mean that's, that's... And then that's a grind, and then that impacts like life outside of fishing. Correct. It's it's true, but I mean there, there's definitely a variable also... It's different. ...between like, like, I mean, if if you're good at what you're doing or you're not. Cause I'm but just, that applies to all of the tournaments. Soak time counts. Soak time is number one. 
I'll but, argue that to the day I die. Yeah, like you can do yeah. a lot of dumb shit. You can do a lot of stuff that makes zero catch. sense. But if you have baits in the water for twice <laughs> right. as long as somebody else, you you're going to catch more and bigger yeah, fish. Twice wanna, as much. You want to catch fish. Fish. Yeah. That, yeah, that's a cardinal rule. Right. For sure. And, and fish hard. Like Number that. one thing I think would be bait, right? That is for us. But that's still time out on the water. Bait, bait is... Yeah. You know, having good quality bait is huge, but also, like, you know, don't be the guy who, like, you know, like, don't don't run a bait and, and then be lazy. Keep it going. And, uh, and, and let that get washed out and, and just sit on it. Like, you got to keep stuff fresh. Yeah, that, I mean, with shark fishing, that makes a big difference. That would be another big difference between offshore catfishing tournaments and other I think tournaments. it makes a difference in catfishing too, don't you? Yeah, but it's so much easier to reel a bait in than versus sure. versus well, I mean, reeling a catfish bait in versus reeling a shark bait in where you're dragging claws on on the the sand the whole freaking way for 400 yards. Something that's been sitting out there at 400 yards. Yeah. And it's got well, a hell of a hook I, holding I, it holding it into the sand. You got to do that. I would rather reel in I mean, as far as expenditure of energy, it'd be easier to reel in a 600-pound shark than it is to reel in a freaking spider weight off the bottom. Yep. Dude, it's yep. a lot of work to to pull. Paul's, the, uh, d- Paul's done it a lot, like at pull, the end of trips. Yeah, to pull the freaking, just the fucking, just to reel it in. You it think, God, lot. you have a two-speed reels. Yeah. 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 Like oh, I, all I've ever had is senators because I'm cheap. And I remember the days of fishing those things. Yeah, I mean, I I know you still got your 16. I still got my 14. You notice it's still in Iowa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if you'd have brought it, I would have laughed at you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, it's in a it's in a, a walnut display case, courtesy of my buddy Wes. There you go. Yeah, and that's a, a great place for good it. Spot for it. <laughs> yeah. I got, uh, me and my buddies, we got really lazy in our last few years in bought electric reels. How do you feel about the electric reel thing? Well, I here's how I feel about electric reels. It's cheating, in my, my opinion. From a fish-catching standpoint. Yeah, but your electric reel, it still has the crank, right? So you still can fight a fish with it. Yeah, so what... The ideal part of the electric reel is if you're in like three or four hundred feet mm-hmm. or more, when you have to check your bait. Just hit the button. Yeah, when you have to check your bait, you're like, well, you know, because if you feel like you get a little nib, you know, at that depth, it's a lot to f- just to reel it in. Right. You hit a button, it brings it up, you rebate, you drop it back down, and if you do hook up, you know, you can you can set it with the electric yep. and then take over on the crank right? and crank it in. Because I, I think just like, I mean, if you're not commercial, if, if you're commercial fishing, I get it, you know, because you're just in it for the meat haul, you know, just keep. But if it, you're out there just having fun. If you're having fun. Yeah. You might as well keep do, having fun. Yeah. I mean, there's no enjoyment of just hitting the button. Right. You know, but it is nice. And then you can it, laugh at your buddy if you hook a swordfish, if he has to hand it off. Oh, right. 
Be like you big pussy. Right. <laughs> but we use those. Uh, we'll we'll actually use those electric grills every now and then. I'm not gonna lie to you. It's kind of cheating, but uh, we'll use it for the high speed trolling. Really? Yeah. I've never heard of that. Yeah. So I didn't know that was a thing. We got them on. Uh, we got. Uh, can you say Tanacom 1000s? The reels. Why can't you? So those those are the reels we use. Are Tanacom 1000s, and. Uh, We'll put them on the bent butt and use use them for high speed trolling. Those Daiwas, right? Yeah, they're really nice reels. Mm-hmm. And they uh, better be for five thousand dollars. Oh, they're not that much, but they're they're nice. They're up there. Yeah, they're pretty sweet little rigs, but uh, they're really nice for like high speed trolling and stuff. So you can really set it and then hit the crank. Is that hard on the reel? Oh, I don't care. No, I'm asking though. Yeah, like, is it? I think it's real hard on all, all the reels, all the gear. But I mean, especially the electric one. If you're going to hit the button when you're going, you have a hundred pound Wahoo spunk a bait, and then you hit the button. I'm not going to lie to you. You can smell it. <laughs> okay. You can smell it, and you, you know. I mean, you're like, well, it's plugged in. I mean, it, you can smell it. Like, it's not. It doesn't smell right. Gotcha. You can, <laughs> like, like, there's some plastic that is there's, overheating. There's motor in there doing what that motor shouldn't do. Gotcha. You know, it's way waxed out. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it's fun. You can you borrow. Know, worst case scenario, you burn the damn thing up, you just go buy another one. You can borrow my 14 that, for that sometime if you want. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's always that. There you go. You know, but uh, that, that that's the... Wear your elbow out. Even on, like, any of the rods... <laughs> you would, too. Oh, you would. Any on these offshore rigs and stuff that we have, like, that we all use, you know, it, you burn it up, you go buy another one. Well... It is what it is. It sounds ridiculous. Like, the idea of burning up a... How much are they? Like, a couple grand? they're, like, 1,200 bucks. Yeah. That's pretty cheap for an electric reel. Yeah. For a Tanacom? I think that's about right. Yeah. $1,200. bucks. All right. So it sounds ridiculous to burn up 1200 bucks and just go buy a new one. But when you think about the expenses in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, the fuel. Yeah, it's just oh. pennies on the, like, it's just a drop in the bucket. <laughs> well, <laughs> you got 4000 in fuel. Right. You know, who gives yeah, a shit? It's a quarter tank of gas. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it really is. It 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 is what it is. It's just part of it. Yeah, like like my motto: like a thousand I, bucks or twelve hundred bucks, quarter tank of gas. My my motto, <laughs> I swear that I live by, is like, I'll make more on Monday. You yes, know, I, I'll I go can, back to work and make more on Monday. I, don't I, give a shit. I can appreciate that. I I feel it like is I, what it is. I mean, that's that motto got me where I'm sitting right now. Did you help you catch more fish? If yes, then there's value to that. Yeah. How you want to quantify it monetarily, that's up to the individual, but there's value to that. Yeah. Right. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So it is what it is. I'm, att- I'm attached to my shark reels. Like, Oh, yeah, that uh, pretty pink one. The purple one, I think. I'm it's, colorblind. It looks it looks purple to me. Oh, it's purple as shit. Or, I mean, pink that's, to me. That's uh, Vossler's. It's actually oh, it really, is. It's real. actually a yep. really, really nice reel. Yeah, I yep. mean, it's an Ava eighty. Yep. What does yeah. that cost? Like yeah, eight hundred bucks. Yeah. Oh yeah, eight hundred dollar reel. That's that's nice. Whatever happened to that duel? 
Is it still in operation? Um, my my dual four out. No, I'm talking about that twelve that I fished. That dual twelve. Oh, uh, that was Joel's, wasn't it? It, it went down, and uh, Joel finally got it fixed by uh, Alan Tanny. Oh, the legit like for anybody listening, Alan Tanny is like the the OG real doctor. Yep. Yeah. And he fixed that thing, but uh, but by the time he did, uh, Joel had bought an Avit one thirty. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he turned around. You know, the duels are are sweet, but they're so heavy. Well, for small men like yourself, I feel like that would be an issue. But for now, big just, strong men. Would, it's no problem. They're just heavier than they need to be. Well, for that reel, I mean, what, for what you guys are using it for, it's on shore. It's perfect. Who gives a shit how much it weighs, right? Yeah, you just put in the... You, you're harnessed up, you I know? Mean, does it really matter how uh-huh. much it weighs? It's like 8 pounds versus 10 pounds. Like, who gives a uh, shit? It makes a little bit of a difference. I mean... Does it? Yeah. To some of us. But, uh... So, so Joel... I love that reel. I freaking love that reel. And if I would have been in a better financial situation where it was an option for me to buy it for what the price was, uh huh. Like if if that reel was for sale for what it's for what I could have bought it for prior today, I'm taking it home. Which one uh-huh. was that? Yeah, a, a dual twelve aught, which is a two speed reel, but it's uh. It's different because high there's speed. There's no button. High yeah, there's no there's no shift. High oh. speed is reel this way. Reel Lo- forward. Low speed? You reel backwards. You just reel backwards. No kidding. It is so sweet. Yeah. They're cool. Oh, I've never seen that. Yeah, it's like a four two to one uh-huh. forward and like a two eight one. You go backwards. this way? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that'd be weird. Yeah. No, yeah. but no, it it just clicked with me. It just clicked with me like immediately. Like this is the greatest thing ever. I caught some nice fish on the no, uh, kid, on the dual weird. four out that I had. Oh, that's a great reel. And I really liked it, but it just. I mean, at the end of the day, it didn't make that much sense. So does Joel have that reel? No, he sold. So as God. soon as soon as he got fixed, he sold it. Oh. Um, just because he had the. Uh, he had the 130. The 130, yeah. which is just a crusher. Yeah, I'm sure it is. For oh. any, anything under 1,000 pounds, it probably just dominates. I I mean, we caught, uh, when I first moved down here, we caught a uh, probably like 10 and a half, 11 foot hammer uh-huh. on, on that 130. You have it on the beach in like 15 minutes. I'm gonna tell you, like it still, it still took some doing. Actually. Yeah, I mean that's a. It was still that's a, a mean fish. It was Huge still fish. I, and this this was with clients, so oh. you know, not like seasoned sharkers. Yeah. Um, I've got a cool picture where like, I, I'm I'm like buttressing the rod, mm-hmm. and and one guy's holding on to the guy who's reeling. Yeah. Like. No, that that fish put it on. It was. It I would have had it on the bank in twenty minutes. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, maybe fifteen. I'd say seventeen. <laughs> yeah. Probably. I mean, been like strike. 
We're going to full. Come on. <laughs> yeah. well, yeah, I, I probably would have busted him off. Let's be real. Hammer down. <laughs> yes. I, well, you I, like you know I caught my biggest tiger on that uh, on that Allotechnos fifty wide. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. How long did that take? That took about forty minutes. That ain't bad. No. It well, you got you got a, what one hundred and fifty pound top shot. Yup. And then what do you got for braid underneath? 150. So yeah, you just all the way full. Just just went to town on that yep. fish. Um, landing it was hairy because you look green yet. It, yeah, it was it was still green. I mean, that fish released real healthy. I bet. <laughs> but uh, I mean, we were super lucky in that there were some some uh, thirteen s- foot tigers. Yeah, Jesus. and th- we were super lucky in that. Because we're on an uninhabited island, yeah. we're super lucky in that uh, these super cool uh, Mexican guys and their girlfriends had paddled kayaks over to that island, mm-hmm. and we got the tail rope on that fish, and uh, and and me and Tommy couldn't really move it because it's a thousand to twelve hundred pounds. Yeah. Fish. And uh, fish. <laughs> one, just one. <laughs> and they saw they saw the jam we were in, and came running over and grabbed the tail rope and grabbed the tail rope with us and yeah. helped us. And I mean, I'm sure we w- would have got it done, but I don't know exactly how it would have looked. Wouldn't without their help. Sure, sure. <laughs> like it was, because I mean, it's still it's you know absolutely was not the case that we like yoked that thing up onto the beach like it was mostly buoyant while we were de-hooking it yeah. a- anyways like it was damn near impossible to move that fish i mean it's, it's a ton you got a ton of fish yeah 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 i yeah. thought about that a lot when i was big into shark fishing like because i did a lot of shark fishing by myself mm-hmm. when i was down in texas and it's not that Texas is great shark fishing, but there's always that possibility where I was at in South Texas. That and, and how's that going to go? Exactly. Like, I'm by Just myself. How would play out? If I hook a <laughs> 10 to 13 footer solo, how's this going to work out? And how am I going to keep the fish from dying? So I was very diligent about always having my de-hooking stuff ready. Yep. Always had a tail rope. Always had channel locks, always had the bolt cutters ready. And if I were to run into that fish, I mean, it's going to take a minute for the leadering process, and it's going to take longer with the tail roping process, but I would have definitely tail roped it, definitely got it as close as I could. Pictures maybe would have happened, maybe not. Right. You know, like the most important thing is getting that fish back in the water. I would not, like, in my mind, I wouldn't even have tried to remove the hook. I'm cutting it immediately, right. and then I'm just trying to yep. get them back in the water. It's it's getting that fish back and also, like, in at least for me, right behind that is also your safety. I prioritize my safety because over the if, fish. Because if that fish is, is real buoyant... Oh, yeah, for sure. He's more mobile. Like, he can move, and I can tell you... Like, like when I went to uh, to cut the hook, 
out of that, like that, the one big tiger, mm-hmm. like he was still quite nimble, <laughs> quite buoyant. Yeah. And, uh, and he opened his mouth at one point and it was like, I mean, he, he, like, he definitely could have just like cut me in half. Yeah. With his mouth. Yeah. And, and it was a moment for me when I saw, when he opened that mouth and it was like, twice the size of a five-gallon bucket more than that you know i mean it was vacuous yeah his his you could have slid into his mouth yeah problem yeah like like uh, if i would have you know decided i wanted to perish i could have like stuck both my legs yeah (laughs) he had a big ass mouth in, in, Moral in of the story. Mouth. Long story short, and I I yeah. reached over with the bolt cutters, and I I will never forget. I'm like reaching over with these bolt cutters, and I felt like like my my back leg, my right leg, start to like shake for a minute, because <laughs> I was just like, this thing is scary. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, do you remember uh, last year? When my nephew was down, when we locked into, you know, we locked into, we landed three. All those bull sharks, yeah. Yeah. We locked into five, landed three, got one of those up. I was a big son of a bitch. Those were some thick fish. Yeah. And we're trying to pull it back out into the surf, you know, to release it. And the goddamn thing started kicking around. I had my Crocs on. Both the Crocs are out. Crocs sound great until just, you I, actually have to use them. I jumped right out of the Crocs, dude. I I'm love not, Crocs, but I'm in, I'm they're just the, not practical for shit like you're talking about. I'm in the surf like knee-high. Yeah. Right, dragging this big son of a bitch out. Right. Oh, that's a great video. Yeah, it was. We got a, we got an awesome video good, of it. Good, good. And, uh, but dragging this thing out, I'm... A, I already lost both Crocs. This thing's flashing around. I was like, oh, I'm out. I'm going the other way. <laughs> Chris, you're on your own. Yeah, good luck, bud. And that's what I. That's exactly how I left it. I was like, that goddamn thing is going to tear something up. So this was right out here. Well, they're not nice fish. No, they're not. No. This is right out, right on this beach. And, uh, you know... Chris runs the first line out, back in, grabs the next one. We're running. Th- we're gonna run three lines. Yeah. Drops the first one, comes back in. He's running the second one. He's got the second one halfway out. Bzzz. Off. Yeah. So I'm like, eh, I got this. You know, I let that thing run for a little while and set it. Right. You know, Chris is still dropping this one. Well, we were there for like three hours. We hooked five. Landed, in three hours? Landed nope. three. Yeah, right out here. Well, there's times in the bay where there's the big dogs. Yeah, and in this the bay. is right here. Right. That was one of, that was yeah. one of those times. Yeah, but... Like, where... I mean, we just nailed it. We nailed it. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, pull, pulling that... Chris is like, help me drag this... It was a big son of a bitch. It was yeah. a big, fat bull shark. They do help get me drag fat. It. Like... Help. Like yeah. you talk oh, yeah. about, these were those wide. You wide. talk about an eight foot lemon versus an eight foot bull shark. Uh huh. And you're talking about twice as wide. 
Yeah. I mean, you're talking about a fish. One fish is 200 pounds. One fish is three to 350 pounds. Right. So, yeah. We're out there fishing with my nephew, who's about, eh, I don't know. He's, he was like 12. He's like, he's like Chris's size. <laughs> yeah, he's but like I can beat him. I can his beat eyes are this big around. I'm like, I'm like, come on, we're, we're getting pictures of all this shit. Oh, your mom was getting all kinds of pictures. Yeah, my mom. Oh, my mom came down too. Yeah, so it was a whole perfect. She yeah. she got to visit Plus her beach frog. house, <laughs> but uh, it was an awesome trip. They're coming down again this year. Well, good. Yeah, so we should fun. take them bull shark fishing. We are. That's the only reason yep. he's coming down. Yeah, there you go. I was like, well, I think we might have spoiled him last year. I know. That ki- that kid is ruined. But that's what you need. Like, I to think little land. kids need a little bit of that as far as right. fishing or hunting or any of that goes. Like, you need to have that trip where you get a little success so when you face that adversity, you know what you're working towards. Yep. Well, this kid, Wyatt, my nephew, he's diehard fishing. Well, and if he's really a diehard, he'll keep doing shit. Yeah, so yeah. like when I was talking to my sister last week, because my mom's birthday, I, I called up and uh, whatever, I ended up talking to my sister, and she's like, yeah, why 100 bucks on goddamn Amazon for all these uh, um, ice fishing flags? Oh, he's coming from Ohio. Oh, they live in Ohio. Okay, I'm following you now. Yeah, so yeah. Like, so they, they took me a second. Like, why would he need ice fishing tip ups? They live yeah. in, uh, yeah, they live in, um, yeah, up in Ohio. Yeah, in Green. So, have you ever ice fished? Oh, I love it. Yeah, it's fun. I think it's great if you have a shanty. Yeah, that does make a big difference. You gotta have a shanty. You can't be out on that goddamn. Dude, Little I've done it. Like, so if you, it if you, but if you want to catch, like, maximize the number of fish you're going to catch through the ice, ditch the shanty and just drill holes, drill holes, drill holes. Well, so that's what Wyatt was doing. So he's got, so they live on the lake. Mm-hmm. And he's got holes drilled all over with these goddamn flags. You know, he's a diehard fisherman. Yeah. So his spring break this year. What did he? Where did he want to go? God damn, he's coming back down here to go shark fishing. Yeah, he's hoping. It's a pretty nice change of pace after you've been ice fishing for three months. He's hoping Uncle Chris will put him back on the big boys, like we call them the well, man eaters. He better. I mean, you're a guide. I feel like yep. it's your job. If, if you want to go out with me, you bet your ass I'll put you yeah. on something. Yeah. Yep. Well, I will catch fish. Well, we call them the man eaters. They, they are. The bull sharks are legit man yeah. eaters. Yeah. Especially the ones yeah. we caught. I mean, those were some. Oh, they were fat. They were some. Round, one was huge. Are you so. talking like eight footers? One of them was close to that. So yeah. seven to eights? Yeah. One of them. I'm t- I, mean, I swear to Christ, it was this big around. They were huge. Yeah. yeah. Like, they were, they were. I think that's the one you need to help dragging back. Yeah, they were. I lost bit, both Crocs, and once I lost the second Croc, I, I love like, that video. We I'm got out. we got to find that and I'm show out. Spencer. That's like you just lost <laughs> fifty dollars in the surf. Out. Oh, Does I that? Got the, I got the Croc back. Okay. Oh, I was I, I I couldn't do it. Does that like, eh, does that I'm make out. you as sick as it does me that you got to spend fifty bucks on Crocs? It's insane. The the They're first foam. the first pair of Crocs I ever bought was eight dollars. Right, eight. Eight eight dollars. 
And the last pair of Crocs I bought was $54. Well. And it hurt, but you know what? I boycotted co- Crocs for like three years because of the expense. Yep. And, and then I went back. I just went back because they are nice. So I bought the cheap pair that I got in uh, blue ones. Yeah, they're sweet. My so my wife buys. They're not them. even close to being as nice as no. Crocs. My wife bought them on. Uh, they look. They look decent. <laughs> Compared to like, like the Crocs that nice man. They are. And I'll tell you what's beautiful. You know what? You know where they weren't nice today when I was cleaning my boat. Oh no! I took them off. I had to put boots on. So my wife, I was, love the insulated It was forty-five. Crocs. Oh, dude, have you ever got some? Oh, I have two pairs. <clears throat> okay, yeah, I have two pairs of insulated Crocs. They're, I'm gonna splurge and get some insulated Crocs. Dude, my wife buys like them on sixty-nine bucks. On a, yes. on, like online they are thrift. Heaven. What online thrift? Yeah, is this well, some imaginary thing? It is. No, because I've, I've never. My seen last it. pair of Crocs cost fifteen bucks, and they were brand new. Okay, I'm going to investigate this. Investigate it. Yeah. Um, look at either... Uh, I was weirded out the first time I saw mail show up from swap.com. I was like, now mail, wait a minute. Mailswap.com. <laughs> <laughs> We're not we, doing this. I'll kill somebody. <laughs> um, I think we got off fishing for a minute. I think that's okay. And now we're looking up Crocs. But I will tell you They're what. They're on sale right now. 33 bucks. Which ones? Insulated? Bullshit. No, they're not insulated. God, I need a new pair. But that's still 20 bucks cheaper than the Crocs I bought. There's uh, there's Swap.com and... Uh, oh, what is the other Ooh, one? The off-road sports are on sale for 35 bucks. I don't give up they're the tie-dyed ones if I can get a decent deal on them. <laughs> but they're just fucking expensive. They are. And I can't, like... I gotta buy the insulated ones. All right, because so they're so comfortable. Camo, sixty-five bucks. Son of a ones, bitch. The ones you wear when you're uh, going to the store in your pajamas. Yeah, as you should. Your dirty pajamas. I wear them to Walmart. Oh, we'll dive deeper into this. <laughs> I don't go. You shopping. don't even have a Walmart down here. That's the crazy thing about. I got the, one in Tallahassee. I don't know if I can say that. That's the crazy thing about the Florida Panhandle is. You don't think of Florida as being remote? This is freaking remote, dude. No. Like, you barely have a grocery store down here. Well, I disagree. We have a IGA, which is absolutely beautiful. And here, you go, you, you go twenty-five miles or twenty miles to the west. Oh, he's here, talking. Yeah, yeah, and it is remote, desolate. I, I think we have a beautiful grocery store. You have. And you it go has absolutely nothing that you. But need, you, pro- I mean, you probably nice. got to see the beard that you need to grow, <laughs> dude. And it's slap full of hot chicks. Have you noticed that? No. Oh, because there's not any. Because there. there's not any. No, it's horrible. <laughs> it's horrible. Once again, not the Florida people think of. <laughs> no, you think Florida and hot, like nice beaches and hot chicks, not so much. Well, no. you, you just, have. <clears throat> You're too Nothing fo- in ugly bitches. You're too focused on people having teeth, Paul. <laughs> well, I like teeth. I'm they a fan of teeth. Things. You know what? Yeah, all right. Well, let's, some, let's backtrack. Sometimes here. you are. Let's backtrack here. I think we have to edit the last no, like, three minutes. It's fine. Um, <laughs> the only thing that really matters is this part of Florida has catfish. 
And that's all that really matters. Well, we had it last night, and yeah. it was absolutely delicious. Can I tell the secret? Yeah, absolutely. About the hot sauce? It's not a secret. Oh, it is a it's secret. It's only a secret to you. It's the Frank's. All right. Frank's Red Hot. Yeah. So good. Sweet, sweet Frank's. It makes... It's, I, I told Paul... I told you oh my God. before you ate the catfish that I this is going to be it. the best catfish you've ever had. I can't get over it. Yeah, it's good. And you're talking to somebody that can lives on the coast that yeah, eats that, grouper snapper all yeah, year the long. The best of the best. But it was so they say. That, yeah, that I, w- I I would backtrack that and say oh, I'll take some of that goddamn catfish now. Well. Uh, the next one I'll do, um, I'll do blackened. I can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be good. Oh. All my spices are at Chris's house, though. Oh. So, got to get those. That Whisker Seeker uh, breading. It's pretty top-notch. Pretty solid. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, though, yeah. I, I can't get over the goddamn Frank's Red Hot. It just accents it nicely. And any any fishiness that there would have been gets covered up. It's uh-huh. Yeah, it... it it accent or so it doesn't cover up the good it only covers up the bad and it just makes it phenomenal yep yeah oh it was it was outstanding yeah i don't know much i've said this bajillion times but i can grill i can fry stuff and i can cook breakfast you get outside those mm-hmm. realms i'm worthless those catfish omelets this morning weren't bad dude you cold fried fish is going to be good yep and that was that was the third time I ate fried fish this week. And as Paul says, it's sweet. it's a good week. <laughs> <laughs> that means it's a great week. Right. But I'm I'm kind of fried catfish out. I'm I'm ready for some blackened catfish. Or just do some grilled catfish. Just something different. Just need something different in my life. You guys come up to the river when I'm up there and uh We'll do, we'll do some grilled fish, or we'll do some blackened fish. Good stuff. Yeah, it'll be good. Or maybe striper. I've still never eaten a striper. I don't think I've ever eaten a striper. No? I've eaten a lot of hybrid stripers, but I've never eaten true striper. I let about half a dozen go. All right, you ready to do a uh, topic change? I can't wait. Ooh, do you want to talk about... Fishing electronics. Yes. The perfect fishing vehicle. Yes. Or fill the Cayman. I know a lot about the electronics. Okay. I don't know shit about the electronics. You're think you're you're thinking about dabbling. Though. I own a Garmin uh, fish finder and depth finder. Right. So, like I said, you're thinking about dabbling. Yeah. Yeah. I I just still haven't. I want to attach it to my kayak. Just basically. Not to not, know the depths, not for marking fish, but just to know where I'm dropping. Not to mark the shark that we we saw on the river when we were out on the river, right? Or it was it was either a shark, or or a sturgeon, or a hundred yep. pound blue cat. Ugh. Yeah, I know which one I want it to be. It's probably a bull shark. Yeah, it'd be sweet if you got a bull shark on the river. Yeah, on catfish gear. Still be cool. It would be. It would be. be I would, some sweet video. I would rather catch the blue cat. I wouldn't catch the bull shark because it would have been a the rod folds and then pops right back up because he just bit through it instantly. Or it wouldn't even fold. It just like dip. Yeah. It something's just, breaking. Yeah. 
What? There, there's one of the I got six, 60 pound monoliter. Well, yeah, dude, it can, be, yeah. it can be done. I, I have watched multiple sandbars get caught on drum leaders, which are not that different, right? From what you're fishing, when when a circle hook does its job, those teeth are never going to touch that leader. Yeah, if if the fish bites it perfectly, correct. Yeah. So, probably not going to see that fish. But let's go back to the electronics. Deep down, I kind of wish that all fishing electronics would just disappear. Okay. I just wish all sonars, like safety equipment, sure. But as far as stuff for locating and catching fish, I just wish it was all gone. Do you think it's because it takes the uh, challenge out of it? No. I just think it's so much bullshit. Okay. Like... Mm -hmm. I'm, I find myself staring, like, ever since I got... But you can't go back. Oh, I'd go back. I would have zero problems. I'm a weird... I'm, I'm saying, like, we as, like... Society. Yeah, we can't So it'll back. never be outlawed. You oh, know? it helps. Like, it helps a lot. No, I mean, this sounds a lot like why I don't... I don't like, like, if the drones could, could not be a thing, I like my status as the guy... The kayak guy. The guy who, who actually kayaks his baits up. Who will yak the baits, and uh, and 95% of people won't do that 95% of the time. Yeah. And that's part of why I'm able to make a living, you know, by virtue of my willingness. And if, you, if you won the lottery, ability. would you use a drone? If money was no object, and you could have the drone that would carry any bait out, <laughs> you're going to be like, nah, man. I'm still gonna yak baits out in my no, I mean, ninety dollar kayak. I will acknowledge that I'm I'm kind of weird. Part of what I really like about it is that I've got to have the balls. But you you cut out like say you run five shark baits. That's an hour of kayaking at least. You do it uh-huh. with a drone. You cut that time in half. Minimum. Minimum. Oh, I I mean I absolutely hear where hear what you're saying and I agree. To me, I, to I, me, I get where you're coming from. It's I, not the effort. It's not the the you know quotation marks perseverance bullshit or anything like that. It's efficiency. Like to not right. use a drone if you have the means to use a drone is you're cutting out the efficiency. Right, but but I'm I'm less uh, I'm less efficiency and scientific oriented than you are about my fish. Science has nothing to do with it. It's more time with baits in the water. You talk about soak time. You're increasing yeah. your soak time. You fish three days a week. You cut the the time for dropping baits down in half. You're probably talking about a difference of four to six hours with baits in the water. I mean, I agree. I just. Like yakking baits is how I want it to like the divide. Like I, you want to be the yak guy. Yeah, I watched a guy yakking the baits with the drone. That's what I would have. It is it's it's insane how fast yes. they can run that out there, drop that thing, come yeah, right back, yeah. come back, and, just, and <laughs> oh, drop I'm, it. I've seen it, and you don't, and you don't have to, you don't have to do, you know. My thing is no, it's not has nothing to do with the effort. I love working. I love working hard. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not scared of working hard at all. It's the the time. Oh, and it's slick as shit. Yeah, it just go. You do it. You're done. I'll tell you what. Another thing is, if you have a drone that'll do it when 
the seas are shitty and you can't kayak it out, but that drone will take it out there. Well, what I'm thinking for a it's charter, pretty damn nice. If I book a charter and it takes you an hour to take the baits out, and we fish for three. Versus you have a drone and it takes you 15 minutes to get the baits out and we fish for 345, probably tipping you a lot more for the drone than I am for the yak. I think it's a like, good. Pat I totally on the. Think it's a good thing. Pat on the back for you know like paddling the shit out there, but you know I paid for this trip and amount of time with baits in the water is big. Typically, I put people on fish. What, yeah, like I, I do. and and I say that if. If we fish for three hours and I catch a big fish, then I'm not going to complain. But right. if if we fish for three hours and don't catch a big fish and I see somebody down the beach running them out with a drone right, and I, and they catch one and we don't, I'll be like, mm, right. should have called that guy. I fished right next right. to a guy. And who, that's where I'm at with electronics. Who's running drones the other day. Yeah. And... uh and he wasn't putting baits out like I was putting out. Like you were putting out more baits than him? No, I was putting out much bigger, like juicier baits. Right, but I'm saying if you had like the big badass drone that could carry whatever you want to carry. Yeah, you got to have like the 10K drone. Or at least for me, if I was going to do it. You'd have to get the one that's going to carry a 20-pound bait out. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm totally with you on that. Like, Because I'm not, I'm not going to shortchange... The fishing for it to be faster, or easier. I want to get that big tiger. I want to get that big bull. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm with and, you. And you're not like, going to get that done with like a well, if, if, with if a it mullet came, head. If it came down to a two pound bait versus a twenty pound bait, kayak versus drone, I'm picking the kayak because I have an agenda when I come down here. I want to catch this fish, and right. if running this bait to get this fish is how it's going to be, and I need to use kayak to do it. I'm using a kayak. Like I said, it's not about the effort thing, but if you have a drone that can carry the bait you want out in the water and you can do it mm-hmm. in a third the time or probably less, you're probably talking about 15% of the time. Way less. Yeah. I'm, I'm, and money's no object. I'm picking that drone, man. And you can, and you yeah. can say, I'm putting one here. I'm putting one here yeah. and I'm putting one here. No and cross you know lines. Exactly where you're dropping. Yeah. You know, and there's some skill involved to drop in a bait where you need to in a kayak. But those drones, oh, I'm telling sure. you, those drones yeah. are. I I was. I from, will say, after ten years, like my ten year sabbatical from shark fishing, I feel like I expertly dropped the baits. You did a good job. Yeah, I feel you got it dialed in. I felt I. I mean, I feel like maybe I'm just as an individual, I've just been dialed in my whole life. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Must be nice. I mean, I took 10 years off and I nailed it. So. Well, you get up in the morning and piss excellence. Right. And catch sharks. Well, that's, that's what, what I do. Bobby says. I mean, you were out in your kayak and there was one run that I was responsible for and hooked up, landed him. Jesus yeah. Christ. He put it on it. Yeah. And you... got a hell of a tip. But I'm, I think the uh, watching that, that, that son of a bitch run that thing three weeks ago. I was sold on it. I've never seen one used for dropping baits. Well, I'm going to tell you. It takes I've, it I've from seen it a bunch. here to way the fuck out there and like that. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean Joel, who shark fishes. And it fishes, takes a big bait still. Joel, who shark fishes more than anybody I know, he has made a pile of dough. Yeah. And, uh, 
And he got, he bought a drone, but his success... Yeah, he catches some big fish. ...is man. something that I want. And I take a lot of cues from him. Yeah. And, like, like if I'm approaching a, uh, a trip that I think is going to be challenging, like, like the trip we did yesterday, I'll actually hit him up for advice. Sure. Because I, I know... Well, it's good to have those people to reach out to. I know that he knows what I got for bait. What would you run? Yeah. You know, at this spot, at this time of the year. And he'll tell me. Yeah. And I'll listen to him. And you should. You'd be stupid not to. Like, oh, yeah. Like when you have the wealth of knowledge that you could lean on a little bit. I See, that's one thing I'm jealous of where I'm at with guiding is like, on one hand, it's nice to not have other guides to compete with. But on the other hand, it would be nice to have other guides that you could communicate with and talk about those things. Mm-hmm. Although, even if I did, I probably wouldn't because I'm stubborn like that. But that's handy to have that circle of fishermen to discuss those things. Oh, yeah. About. Well, it depends on what it is, too. Like, flatheads, I'm not asking nobody about nothing. But coming down here... For blue cats, and then even more so finding the bait. Like oh, I, yeah, the bait. The bait was everything, man. Like the bait was hard. The fishing was easy. Once I found the bait, the fish came. But well, suckers. I I just randomly caught some golden suckers, and it sounds so mystical. <laughs> I, I've never seen a golden sucker. Yeah, I've only lived here since. No, I have. Nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. yeah. What's it? How big is a golden? Sucker? You're kind of a sucker. <laughs> Not <laughs> how big does a golden sucker get? Uh, the ones I caught were like 14 to 18 inches. They're big, beefy bastards. No shit. Yeah, I tend to wear that. Those. Uh, Would you cut them up? And I, those. Uh, an 18 inch sucker turned into Jean. two baits. Okay. Oh. Yeah, I threw some big dog baits with them things. That's all it is. So you're using a freaking nine inch. Yeah. And they got eight. So yeah, suckers, shad, and then and then the fish just came along. All right, we're at the point in the podcast called the last cat. So you can go into a topic that you wanted to talk about that you haven't, or you can revisit things you've already discussed. Okay. Oh, I gotcha. Or you can do whatever the hell you want because it's the last cat. The Springfield Armory Range Officer chambered in nine millimeter, just about the, the like the best, most soft shooting, most accurate handgun. That I have ever owned. To be honest with you, I just lucked into the thing. I had ordered a nice rifle, and then when I went in to to pick it up, the place had a sale going on where if you bought like like one thing at full price, you got the second one at like I think it was forty percent off. So I was like, well. I'm a moron if I don't buy something else. Yeah. So I looked around there and I was like, well, what's the most valuable, best priced right. looking thing so here? So what, what's, your, what's your point? Where are we going with Where this? Where are we going with this? Yes. It is a hell of a gun. Yeah. And um, Okay. And High five. Nine millimeter in a 1911 steel frame, like <sighs> barely, barely moves the thing. Yeah. As in you can print. Like super tight groups, real quick. As long as you don't suck, that's well, important. Yeah. Well, there's yeah. that, yeah. and that's always been important to me. Is yeah, you don't suck at shooting. No, okay. you can't yeah. suck at shooting. If you do, it 
then it won't matter. So don't buy one. Yeah. But um, what, just, what was the origin of this being like the last thing you talked about? I want to know where the, where the, well, all like kinds, what was your motivation? All kinds this? of stuff bounces around in my head all the time. Okay. And uh, and at the moment that you introduced this idea, that's what I was thinking about. Was like guns. Boy, I really like shooting that gun, and it's just so sweet. <laughs> it, yeah, I can see. I that. I think it's super sweet, Chris. Oh, yeah, I can see. I really that. do. That's honestly what was happening. Was just you're. You know, this is why we're friends. Yeah. It's like this, this exact stuff. conversation. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, this is definitely it. You know what? I'm thinking about is like shooting that gun is super sweet and it's really accurate. Oh. Crazy accurate and it's got a real nice trigger. And <laughs> damn, why am I talking to these assholes? Why am I not shooting this gun? When's the last time you went and shoot or went and shot? It was over a year ago. That's, sad to say. That's what I was like thinking. You know, it's funny you bring up guns because... I was going to go out on a limb and say you haven't been shooting a gun in a while. No, I don't have a spot. Is um, there a shooting range around here anywhere close? There's a public range, but I, I don't like shooting at public ranges very much. Why? Because uh, of stupid people. But you can, like, walk away from it. Yeah. Well, I, I just, I don't like being in, like, a port next to some some guy who is like a, a armchair warrior. Well, that's the guy who like shoots a hole in the roof. So Sounds here, like you're profiling. Here's my thing is I, I do not like shooting around people who have poor gun handling habits. So that's why I don't like public. Uh, on that note, I'm going to say thanks for doing the podcast. These are too much freaking fun. Um, <laughs> if you got a kick out of all this shit, uh, you can support the podcast by buying you a badass pair of sunglasses. Use promo code RC15. Or you could uh, get you some River Certified merchandise. Buy you some straight heat stickers or River Certified stickers. Hope you enjoyed that shit show of a podcast. It was a good time. And uh, if you did, leave a good review on iTunes about how much you enjoyed this. I wouldn't share that. So, uh, yeah, thanks for listening, and uh, hope you catch a giant. Now in Waypoint TV's 2023 Series Showdown. Your favorite hunting and fishing shows are going head-to-head. Visit waypointtv.com to vote and be entered to win a giveaway from Element Outdoors. Cast your votes during each round until the champions are crowned. Get in the game and vote in the Series Showdown. Presented by Expedition Enterprises and Vote Trader. Only at waypointtv.com. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.